Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everyone. Hi. We just spent like 20 minutes fangirling over Renee Rapp. Yeah. And shipping Renee Rapp and Kiki Palmer and talking about how like we would all be such good friends. Mm-hmm. What a little squad. And yeah, so we finally decided, hey, we should probably actually record our podcast. And this is Don't Blam Me Pod. I haven't said that in so long. Oh. That used to be our Instagram name, but this is Don't Blame Me, where we, Megan and Melissa, give you wonderful, amazing, life-changing advice that will change your life for better or for worse. Buckle in. (laughs) Buckle in, buckle up. Either one works. Okay. Buckle up, buttercup is the same, but you can buckle in for the ride. Yeah, I think you can. I think you can. I have a vivid memory of going on the Ring of Fire, which is also a term that they use in birth. But there was a, a roller coaster at my county fair. Hold, hold on, hold what, on, hold on. What Ring of Fire? That's I've when the baby's head is that. like right. I it's did like, it the, when you said it, but I've never heard it. Yeah, yeah. Birth becomes a hyperfixation of mine every once in a while. Like if I was not squeamish, I feel like I would have enjoyed 
working in that space. I just think it's so I cool. I know how to deliver a baby. I could imagine not. a group of 15, six year, 16 year olds in a classroom watching a birthing video in medical honor society. And you just see this woman with the hairiest vagina you've ever seen in your life. How should, yeah, get it, girl. Yeah. I mean, she can't see down there. And she's sitting, it looked like a bed. So I don't even think it was, I think it might have been a home birth. And you just see the juices pouring out of her. Okay. And then pull over your car if you're driving. The baby's head coming out. And it's, you think about your, your, how you can just stick your finger up in there and you're like, okay, I can feel the tightness. Imagine a whole baby's head coming out. And that's how big the hole is stretching. Yeah. Shit's a little bit in it. Okay. Okay. I'm good. So moving on. Um, there was a roller coaster called the Ring of Fire where it's just a single loop. And I remember going on it because they weren't being protective enough. And they said, you're tall enough. But they didn't ask if I was broad enough. And my little shoulders were slipping through. And then I had to be mm -hmm. held in by someone else because they noticed. And they just put their hand over me. And it was terrifying. So that's what yeah. I thought of when it buckling. Yeah. When I, I think we've both told stories the same stories that story you just told but you didn't say it was called the ring of fire but i was also on a roller coaster that was the batman roller coaster at universal studios loop-de-loo mm. think no superman superman big difference yeah there is because you have a preference one, one has superpowers and one doesn't there is a big difference well i prefer the one with superpowers because the other one's superpower is just wealth which okay and what <laughs> Don't give Elon Musk any ideas. How about you actually, people were used to call him that. And it's like, how about you actually like donate your money to causes instead of like. Or why don't you sponsor an up and coming superhero? I mean, he does do that with Robin. That is what he does. He does that a lot, actually. He does. Robin? Robin has powers? No, Robin is. Also, a vigilante with no superpowers, but he is his adoptive ward that he takes in and then trains him, which to me seems like, I don't know, child yeah. abuse, training yeah. a child to be a superhero. Also, that's find a super child, like <laughs> find someone who like ca can't ignore their destiny. Like we don't need the people who don't have like, come on. A lot it. of people in the DC universe, unless they like are otherworldly, they just have like powers that they came up with they're not superpowers it's like money or they get like a ring that has there's not a lot powers. of radioactive spiders biting people yeah mm. yeah and when there, there's like radioactive stuff it's a lot of like villains so uh, but maybe if he started early then they wouldn't turn into villains yeah maybe if he used that money in a different way like funding was like, what community is treasure hunts. I know, here. I was going to ask you about that if you were, if that was like an intentional look. You can check no, out the video version on Patreon to see Melissa adjusting the framing because um, there was no, just a lamp over. No, the lamp. It looked like it's one of those. It's not the lamp, it's the, the regular the Oh, I know, it's your desk lamp. Yeah. It first, it did for a minute look like it was one of those um, hair salon hair dryers, mm -hmm. which wouldn't hate having that at home just to sit. I used to have them. I just don't like being hot under there. Well, you can put the cool setting on and just have cold air blowing on you. Yeah, and for four hours. <laughs> I hope that that <laughs> works. Well, welcome back. Um, we're going to give some amazing, wonderful, life-changing advice. And how when might we be qualified to do that? There are two answers to that. Exactly. Stop asking questions. 
And maybe a third answer, which is what we lack in credentials, we make up for in opinions, which like onions, ours are very layered. Sometimes we change our mind and we're allowed to do that. So are you. Unlike onions, we smell daisy fresh. I like an onion, not the smell. Well, if it's cooking. A cooked onion. And I want to eat it. I don't want to smell an onion if I'm, I don't love a raw onion. Mm -mm. No, you're right. I don't want to, I don't want an onion in the wild. I want an onion in, in onion circumstances. And when I said fresh as a daisy, I meant Marc Jacobs daisy fragrance. Do you wear that? I do. Well, that smells very different on you than. You haven't smelled it. I don't ever just wear it in the house. Oh my God. You don't put it on for me? No, sorry. That's fine. Well, then I'd be curious because I knew someone who wore it growing up. And so like it is so associated, but there have been a couple of people who have worn it and I haven't noticed because it smells obviously different on different people. Mm -hmm. Um, Like when I wanted to try the Ariana Grande fragrance and I sprayed it on me and um, it dried down and smelled like cigarettes in a frat bathroom. And I was like, this is not good on me. And it smells so good on other people. It's probably how she smells though. Cigarettes in a frat bathroom? With a little spritz of aquilina pink sugar over top. Anyway. Well, to give you a lowdown, if this is your first time here, not only are we wonderful, amazing human beings who give fantastic advice, we're also gorgeous. And we have faces that are, that, that bring you to... Your knees. Exactly. In whatever context you want. Maybe you're like, gotta pray for them. Or you're like, sucka sucka. So mm-hmm. to that, I say, you might love our Patreon. So you can watch the video versions of these podcasts. You can also listen ad-free there. And we do live streams twice a month, which are very fun. We hang out. It is literally like a Zoom hangout with us and other people who have been a part of Patreon for a while. We also have those recorded up on there. So if you want to like get a vibe check, I promise it is like the most chill vibe ever. (laughs) Except for when we start arguments. Yeah, but I mean, it's this is not like a hey we're doing a moderated Q and A and like we're sitting there in a pantsuit like you know it is it's very very cash and it's a great time that we have so much fun doing so if you would like to participate and join please do you also can join the Patreon and hold off for a while before doing the live streams if you would like we we, we let you ease yourself in we got new stuff coming too I know we've been teasing it for a while but legit. Next mm-hmm. week, yep. hold on to your keisters because something will be there. Is that your butt? Yeah. Yeah, we had a meeting about it. And then they asked at the end, like, any additional questions? And I was like, only questions I have are about my bug bites. And I'm going to Google that later. You did say that. I did say In that. A business meeting that you yeah. were like, do I need to put makeup on for it? And I was like, why? <laughs> because I picked my skin yesterday before. And so I was like, let me touch this up a little bit. So... There are multiple ways that you can participate in this podcast where we give you advice. You can call us. You can leave us a voice memo and email it to us. Or you can also send us a DM or an email with your predicament written out. So if you want to do a voicemail or a voice memo for the voicemail, you can call us at 310-694-0976. And international listeners, if you want to send a voice memo, you can send it to meganpodcast at gmail.com. For both of those, you have to keep it under three minutes. And let us know your age. And if there's other people involved in the story, the situation, let us know their ages as well. If you would like to let us know your pronouns, feel free to do so. You also do not have to. It's all anonymous. So aliases, come up with an alias, um, like a, a name, not a number or 
you know, A, B, C, something like that, something where you can follow along. And we always recommend that you write it all down first, practice it a few times, time it, make sure you're under those three minutes and you have all of that relevant information because we can only go off of the info you give us. So we want that call, that voice memo to have all the juicy, juicy things. So we can help you out because, you know, we're funny and we're cute and we're cool, but like we also do want to give you some relevant advice. And then for the written versions, email it to the same place, meganpodcast.gmail.com. Or you can send us a DM over on Instagram, but keep those under 300 words and all the same things there. Just age, pronouns, if you would like. And it's anonymous. We have a write-in update. Hi, guys. I am the original caller from Don't Blame Me episode titled Breaking Up Over Cultural Differences. My original call was regarding rude wedding planning. I took your advice and spoke with Meredith this past weekend because her and Derek and I went to dinner. We rehashed the entire situation from her shower and she was so emotional and stressed about what transpired. I feel so bad because she has definitely received a lot of shit from Amelia and our family in general the past six years of their relationship. You guys are definitely on the nose about the Islamophobia and racism behind her Muslim identity. We are Greek Orthodox and a lot of our family members are off the boat from Greece, which doesn't excuse their behavior and their ideas, but offers a bit more context, I guess. Together, we decided that the best move for the wedding is to keep Amelia busy by keeping her out of the behind the scenes wedding stuff. She also started dating this guy a year ago, and they are very, quote unquote, in love. Eye roll emoji, barf emoji. <laughs> He's coming to the wedding, so they believe that she will pretty much be preoccupied with him the entire time. I feel bad for both Meredith and Derek because the entire process of planning this wedding sounds very draining. I reassured them that I'm on their side with all of this and their anger and hurt is 100% justified. They talked about how they will be putting up major boundaries with our family going forth. So we just need to get through this wedding. Hopefully everything goes smoothly. I will update you guys if anything goes down at the wedding, but fingers crossed. Also, Melissa, my name has one S. I also love Amelia in the show, but it felt right since she's Derek's sister. I also love Maggie, but felt like the dynamic between the three ladies would be off for the situation because Amelia is definitely the villain in this. Love you both. Thanks for the advice. XXOXO. I don't remember how long they said until the wedding, but I'm just going to put it out there that the good vibes that the shitty cousin and her boyfriend don't break up before then because that we need her dick drunk for that. <laughs> like, Digmatize. We need her dick. We need her like actively within like the chokehold of uh, digmatize. Like she needs to be in active digmatization because I worry that if they break up, there will be a fire lit under her that will need to be contained by like locking her out of the venue. Yeah. It's going to turn into like a reality show flipping tables very quickly. Well, that did happen on Real Housewives of New Jersey, where uh, they were at a, I think it was a wedding. It was some type of family gathering. Same person that flipped tables. She also got in a fight, which transpired to that song that you, waking up in the morning. morning. <laughs> yeah, that one. But they, it was a whole family brawl. <laughs> Jersey, baby. Yeah. Jersey. Well, 
Shit happens. It does. But I'm sending you positive vibes. <sighs> yeah, I think you're very good family member for all of this and yeah you know even if it doesn't feel like it in the moment that there might not feel like a ton of appreciation because it's bare minimum but like but it, i'm sure it's really nice for the couple to like know that in the in the sea of chaos and shit every time they see your face in this they're like okay cool like this is we we know there's someone on our in our in our end so thanks for the update and i hope everything goes smoothly Me. and if not lock her out Lock her out. Lock, Lock her, her out. out. <laughs> uh, TBT. <laughs> what a time. Anyways, shall we get into some present day advice? We should, but after we take a break. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Today's episode is brought to you by one of our sponsors, 310 Nutrition. They're helping us, our listeners, all of you, in the new year with protein and superfood rich products with so many options of flavors and preferences. And I love a good option. I love an array. I love picking and choosing what I love. And I love these products. They make the most delicious protein shakes that I've had called the All-in-One Shake. And when I say delicious, I mean like these don't taste like protein shakes. They're just very flavorful and actually taste like the flavor that 
they say they are. I have the chocolate bliss, the vanilla cream, and the caramel sundae. Um, I like to drink them as is, or I've also like mixed them together. So I've done like half of a chocolate bliss plus half of a caramel sundae. And it is so delicious. Tasty. Um, They have a protein blend of plant-based proteins that include pea, brown rice, and pumpkin that leave you feeling full. You can get fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy, delicious shake. I love their hydrate. It is so good for me. I've talked about this before so many times. Your girl needs electrolytes constantly, every day, at all times. And what I love about theirs is the variety of flavors. So lemon lime, my favorite, strawberry, peach mango, another delicious one, wild berry, watermelon, and cucumber. Hydrate Point supercharges water with all the key vitamins, electrolytes, and minerals. So one stick of hydrate mixed into 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Blame Me and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code Blame Blame me right now for 50% off up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use the code blame me. Oh, if only they could see the video. Melissa's holding up our next sponsor, who we love. No way. Yes way. And guess who our sponsor is? Way. <laughs> I have loved way products for so long, but I have to say that in the last month or so whenever we started doing ads with them and I got sent some new things I've never tried before I have been having the best hair days of my entire life to to be to be perfectly frank I've been having gorgeous and easy hair days yeah um I had to uh go out of town for a family emergency I've talked about on the podcast and um I usually do not like to fly with um a lot of hair things I'll usually use what's at my parents house and um I was like nah I I like this stuff too much I packed everything I packed everything that they sent us it's just so so good I love their detox shampoo I am someone who like the front part of my scalp or hair or whatever gets really dry but then the nape of my neck especially if I sleep with a bonnet on I'll sweat in the night and so then the parts of my back like that's getting all dingy but then also sometimes when you wear like your little front pieces it can get like oily extra quickly all of this to say I have never used a clarifying shampoo that gets my hair so clean without being like dry and squeaky and like oh gosh I can't keep using this this is not good like it just it's everything out of your hair, totally refreshes, but I cannot say enough good things about the hair gloss. Like, th- oh, the hydration, the shine, the-, the gorgeous body that it gives your hair, it's fantastic. And I'm someone who has, I have lighter hair, so it doesn't get really shiny normally. And it's also bleach damage. So sometimes the ends, especially now, I need a haircut, they get really tangled and hard to brush through. When I use the hair gloss and then I give myself a little blowout at home, my hair looks stunning and it feels stunning. And that style lasts for a lot longer than most of my other hair days. Yeah, I'll use the detox shampoo and then also the leave-in conditioner and then let my, I'll twist my hair out and let it dry. And then I'll finish it with the hair gloss. And I love the way that it just like makes my curls pop. And it also smells so, so So good. good. 
smells like a salon. Mm-hmm. I feel like my head's in a basin, but my neck isn't hurting. <laughs> it's like it's the best of both worlds. That is a great analogy. So we've been talking about Way's new hair gloss. It's made with hyaluronic acid and rice water. It provides immediate shine, helps treat damage. What Megan just talked about, she has some chemically damaged hair and it enhances your color vibrancy. And according to a customer perception study, over 85% of participants agreed that their hair looked shinier, healthier, and smoother. And we were not in that study, but we are telling you that we also agree that our hair was looking shinier, healthier, and smoother. Way has so many bestsellers. They're leaving conditioner, detox shampoo, like we talked about, their fragrances and their hair oil, which I love, especially when I'm wearing my hair naturally wavy to like break the cast. Doesn't weigh my hair down at all. Super lightweight. And they're just, everything they make is so good. They have not made a product that I haven't, not only like haven't like disliked, like I haven't loved, like I love everything they do. And we're just such a huge fan. So please keep sponsoring our show (laughs) because... You have a customer in me for life. Me too. So give your hair a glow up with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com and use promo code BLAME for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com, promo code BLAME. Wow, what a wonderful break we had. I hope that was good for you. And let's hop on in. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I am a 25-year-old Scorpio and use he, him pronouns. I am calling for advice on a friendship that I have been debating on ending. We will call him James. James is a 36-year-old male that I've known for about five years now. James and I met through work, although we hardly worked together at first. In 2018, James and I started working more together when he picked up more hours and needed to be trained by me for certain job functions. As we worked together more, we would have more casual conversations, and at the time, he was going through a separation with his wife. To my knowledge, he didn't have many close friends to confide in, and I ended up being the one he kind of vented to about things, leading to more conversations about common interests, hobbies, and eventually what I would consider a base-level friendship. I've always been told slash observed that I can handle myself as more mature for my age, so this wasn't super out of the ordinary to me. Since then, we've maintained a good friendship. We would hang out after work, talk almost every day, go to the gym together, etc. We had deep conversations, and I would even say that for a while, he was one of my best friends. We've had some disagreements in our friendship, and there were moments where we definitely weren't as close as we always had been in the beginning. In the beginning of 2021, we both no longer worked in the same location, and James actually got into a relationship. So while we still talked often, the pandemic and his new relationship cut back on our friendship and I started to notice that I'd be asking slash suggesting for hangouts more. New relationship, I get it. My biggest issue with our friendship is how much I'm putting into it versus how much he does. In May of 2022, I had already taken a few steps back from our friendship over the last six months to focus on myself when he asked me to be his best man in his wedding. I said yes, because I was still happy for him and his wife, how much they loved each other. And again, it seemed I was his closest friend. I was the only one at the wedding from his side while everyone else was there for the bride. I figured that, obviously, our friendship meant a lot to him. The problem is, he is always asking me to do more laborious things rather than hang out or just a simple coffee outing. Before the wedding, and ever since then, he has either asked me if I can do something for him, be it fix something, help him move, etc. Anytime I've helped him, he always has to cut it short to get somewhere else, back to the wife or some other thing. He's always got an excuse for the rare times I ask him if he wants to hang out, And he always comes up with these ideas of hanging out, dinner, gym, something, 
but never follows up, follows up on it. Recently, he sent me a photo of us from three years ago saying it, quote, randomly popped up, but it wasn't even an anniversary of the photo. He's also brought up times we've hung out before out of the blue. What should I do? Part of me feels as if he wants to use me for help slash anything I know or have skills with, while the other part of me just doesn't think he understands how he comes across. He's always said I'm his best friend, like a brother, and that if his wife is number one, then I'm number two. I've talked to him before about the one-sidedness vibes I've felt before, and he's promised to fix that. But yet here I am, rarely texting him anymore, and feeling more content about it and less sad. Thoughts? Love the pod. So if you're watching the video version, caller, we need to explain to you our reaction at first. So when Melissa was pulling the calls, I was impersonating a, like a deep voice for a story, like for something I was telling Melissa. And uh, at the same time I was doing that, your voice, because while she was trying to pull calls, accidentally clicked on it. So yours started playing. So jumped out. And so when yours started, I didn't realize that this was the call that we were getting first. And I immediately got it that I was like, oh, this was what you heard in mine. Um, and so if you saw us just be like, ah, oh, that it was that. Um, and you have a gorgeous voice. Yeah, you should be a dipsy actor. I was about to say, not to like sexualize you, but like, first of all, never in my life, like you don't talk fast. And usually if people don't talk fast, I can't understand what they're saying. There is something about like, the yeah. cadence, the tone, and like the artic, like the is it artic, mm -hmm. articulation, articulation, yeah, of how like you you pronounce every consonant vowel, mm -hmm. like it is like like I felt it. I felt like I was learning how to read for the first time. I'm a professional audiobook director, so I've heard all sorts of voices, and I think you would excel in the genre. Wonderful! Like I would have paid attention. Like you could read me things that. I don't know. I just listen. I pay attention just to get that compliment out of the way. This to I'm really glad that at the end you said like you're feeling kind of content with where things are are at. And the fact that you said that you've already brought this up, the one sidedness. I don't really think it matters what the reason is, like if he is just using you or if it's subconscious and he doesn't know that he's doing it because the result is still the same and how you feel about it is still the same. So. I've been in friendships like this before where things are, it's not like this. And then someone starts dating someone and that becomes a priority, which again is totally fine. But then where you get to fill in essentially as spot number two, it's like, well, the things that they can't do. And so like, could you help me do this thing that is out of their scope? And it's like, I'm not a task rabbit. Like this right. is just, it's, you're not getting the same thing out of it that he is and so something like going to the gym or going to dinner or like hanging out whatever that is like that is mutually beneficial but coming over and quote-unquote hanging out but like fixing something and then having to like wrap up and leave early that is a task that's not anything that like you're getting anything out of either but if he spends if he's someone who like really like throws everything into romantic relationships you might be that might be the only friendship hanging out that he's giving to anyone so like I mean, I think it's obvious. Yeah, like you're getting 100% of his friendship effort. And so for him, he's giving you 100% of that. But he doesn't have 100% of that to give. He's done even have like 3% of that to give. Like, and some people are just like that. They're very like one track with, you know, relationships. And I, I, I think it's also there's an added element of like awkwardness in the sense because you are his best. You're his number two. And you're like, I mean, he's definitely not <laughs> your number two so I think like 
if you're cool with where things are at and just like being like, you know, not wanting more, not asking more and like every once in a while, the thing I would say is like, if you're cool with that, I would make sure that like, if he asks you to come do stuff, you don't say yes to that. Like, don't take those crumbs, but like, you know, send someone a pic like every once in a while. I don't know that there needs to be like a final text that you send or like this is the end of a relationship. It just feels like slowly drifting apart. But I also don't think you'd be like out of this, like in the wrong or being dramatic if you did say, I don't think that this like friendship is good for me anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's, I mean, if he didn't have one person on his side at their wedding, except for you, he is all relationship with his wife and doing man tasks with you, I guess. Yeah. Well, like, is he helping you or are you just coming over and just doing the whole task and then he's dipping to go do something with his wife? Like, how is he spending all his day? That's a very good question. That's what I, I want to know. Like, where when he says he has to go, is he going with his wife? Like, what is his next task? But it does, it seems very like for you, one-sided. And then to him, it may be like, no, it's not. I hang out with you. And I will say the thing about the memories, like things popping up, I do get things that aren't on the day. Like I got something from Thanksgiving, of, like a couple of days ago. That was a Thanksgiving from like five years ago. So it does not always pop up on the day. Yeah, because like time hop will come up on the day, but the Apple ones, like mm -hmm. I have ones of being like, sometimes they'll just make those random collection where they're like babies. And I'm just like, it's just every photo of a baby in my phone. And I'm like, yes. okay. And sometimes it'll be like a baby in the back, like me taking a photo of like a cityscape and there's like a baby on an advertisement and then it's like zoomed in on. I was like, this is so fucking weird. Yeah, I'll have like a doll that like a baby doll and it'll be in the collection. It looks creepy. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that that's, you know, neither here nor there. But ask him what the definition of a friend is, because you've already asked, you've already told him that you felt like it was one sided, but ask him what a definition of a friend is. And to him, a definition of a friend is maybe just be somebody that I do household chores with and share my problems. And that's it. But if you're not getting what you need out of this relationship, leave. But if you're like, okay, I realize what this is. Like, he needs me there to vent and do chores with him. Then you may be his best friend, but he's not your best friend. And that's fine. I do think that, like, this is really clear that he is. Because, like, you met when he was going through a divorce five years ago. And he's already married to someone else now. And he might think that like friendships are like, you know, the people like calling when you need someone, like someone who you can count on, which he's not mm -hmm. wrong, but you have to like, if friendship is like tokens, you can't play those tokens if you haven't passed these other levels and you haven't been maintaining playing all these other levels. Like you have to, you can't just go in for that when you have not, and you know, in dire situations when like things are like really hard if you're going through like a mental health crisis and you've like pulled back like totally but there is a difference between like oh i just reach out when i need something but then he needs to also think like oh do you reach out when you need something like and then if you don't need anything at that point there are friendships where i think like mutually beneficial where you both reach out when you do this thing for me and then i can do this thing for you because we both work in the same field where we both do this kind of thing and it's a back and forth that is like 
a mutually beneficial co-worker friend or relationship. But if that's not being, if it's on a two-way street, then you are just like an unpaid task rabbit. Mm-hmm. So you seem like cool and fun. And the fact that you are content with this is like all you need to know. Like I'm a big believer in like uh, <laughs> soft, soft launching changes in my own life. And being like, I'm going to like take a step back from this kind of thing and then see how I feel because I don't, you don't know that I'm not going to make a decision, but I'm going to like do something temporary to like try it on and see if this is a choice I want to make. And clearly like you're already, you're already good with this. So there's, there's no need to try and salvage something that you've kind of already made peace with the fact that it's not something that you prioritize. Yeah. But I'm sorry. It's still fucking annoying. Very much so annoying. But, you know, you have friends for different reasons in your life. And next time you move, only call him. <laughs> he has to move your entire life. Okay. I am the maid of honor in my best friend's wedding. I've been planning her bachelor par- bachelorette party. We are having issues with guests not being able to come. One girl had family issues and another got into it with the bride and they currently aren't speaking. Now there are only a couple of us left making the trip very expensive. There are a lot of costs with the wedding and my personal expenses. How can I make the bride understand that this trip is too expensive and we need to change things up so it doesn't hurt the remaining guests' pockets? Well, my instinct is to tell, not ask. (laughs) Like, you know, I I think that, like, when you're asking someone to contribute or pay their way for something that is wedding-related... I don't think that you have all of the control then as the, like, if you're paying for your wedding, you have all the control. If you have parents who are paying for your wedding, you don't have all the control. Like, whoever is paying has stake in this. And so at that point, I would just say, like, hey, I just want to give you a heads up um, because these other people aren't going to be able to come. This is the cost it's be individually. And there's no way that we're going to be able to do that. So mm-hmm. this is the other, uh, this is what I think we'll do instead. And then it's like, no, I really want to do that one. And it's like, okay, so then you would need to cover the cost difference. And like at that point, it's like, do you, would you rather have a bachelorette party? Would you rather have your friends go to a bachelorette party? Would you rather have them go to the wedding? Yeah. It's like, if you can't afford to go, you can't afford to go. So you can't just pull money out of nowhere. So she either wants you there or she doesn't. And then if you drop out, then it's going to be even more money for everyone else. And then also, are y'all paying for her portion? Cause I know sometimes people do that too. Are y'all splitting up her portion? And if so, like that is that's that's so much money. Like that's so much money, especially when people are dropping out. So yeah, you've got to adjust what you're doing according to the number of people that are coming. And she should understand that. And you know, I think I think if you talk to her, she got into it with another bridesmaid. I know. I think if you talk to her and she isn't receptive then that it is what it is like you if you can't go you can't go so she gotta figure that shit out before (laughs) before you go i'm sorry you're in that situation that sucks that really sucks it sucks so bad like i i don't know how i feel about the whole like you know the the phrase like it takes a village being used to like raise a child I totally agree but like it feels like we've kind of like transferred like it takes a village like over to like planning a wedding and it's like hold up what like it's just I think like the idea of like a maid of honor planning a bachelor party like that can be so sweet for certain people who like really want that and like 
that's very cool. But like right now, you are like a sorority social event chair, but the budget is your is your money, mm-hmm. and your advisor is the bride. <laughs> like it's just it's just such a like a awkward and stressful dynamic that you know. And I guess a lot of it is like you pay it forward where it's like you do this and then you know that like other people do it for like your wedding and things like that. I feel like people need to then like get married pretty quickly afterwards because as soon as you go to like more than five weddings, you have spent so much money. You don't even want to spend money on your own. Yeah. Okay. I do like looking hot though. Um, Yeah. All right. Let's take another break. We're back and it's time to get into the rest. I recently hooked up with a guy I found out my cousin hooked up with years ago. We eventually lost contact, not because of my cousin, just naturally. I found out later that my cousin was hurt by this. Recently, we became reacquainted again and are now dating. It's been years since everything went down and my cousin is upset that we're now dating. How do I go about mending our relationship? I have no intentions of breaking things off with my now boyfriend. I have to say that the word cousin and boyfriend was not used nearly enough in this um, because every couple sentences I was like, you're not with your cousin. <laughs> I was like, yeah, boyfriend, boyfriend, boyfriend. What kind of cousins are you? Y'all aren't that close. You know, because like I have like I have a ton of cousins and some Beyonce. of them I haven't talked to. Yeah, I've never talked to her. There's a ton of cousins that I haven't talked to in years. Some of them. They might be walking down the street. That I wouldn't even know them because I have a lot of cousins. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, I feel like if we had dated the same person, be like the same as somebody I randomly just passed by the hallways with somebody in college, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So I don't how if you didn't know, like, did y'all know beforehand? Like, did your boyfriend know beforehand? That's my question, because I think like. In terms of like friendships, like any familial relationships or whatever, if like you have someone who is like off limits or you don't even have to tell me that that person's off limits, but like I know their name, I know what they look like and I know who they are to you. So like if I know about them, I'm not going to hook up with them. I'm not going to date them. Like, do you know mm-hmm. I, like it's one of those things that is like, but if it's if it's something that like, I don't know, we've had that in like high school or whatever, we like hook up with someone. So I was like, oh, I actually like liked them. Like, how could you do that? I'm like, bitch, I didn't know. How was I supposed to fucking know? And so I think in that case, like if it was like you had heard about him, but like you just didn't put the dots together, regardless of like how it came to be, I do think that even if she didn't say it the first time and like, you know, you know, you didn't know about the person and then you start and like, and she found you found it afterwards and then she's like all pissed about that. I think that, you know, in that initial instance, I, if it happened that way, like, I don't think you did anything like that I wouldn't do. But I do think that, you know, the second time when you know that she was mad about it and then you reconnected and then you like start dating, you already know that she was mad. So like, I don't think you can act surprised that she is still mad about it. So sometimes we make choices and we know that they're going to piss people off. But like, we have to deal with that. Like, 
we just have to accept that there are certain things that are we gain that we have to lose something else. And so I think any kind of point in like trying to like mend this, I, I, if I was on the other end would think would come from a very disingenuous side because it's like, well, we didn't have to be here to begin with. And like, you knew I'd be pissed. And so like stand by your decision. Yeah. You guys stand by your decision, especially if it's somebody that you're in love with and you're like, we ain't breaking up. Nothing can tear us apart. Even my cousin, who is still clearly in love with you. Mm -hmm. How long have they been broken up? Yeah. Because that's a little little weird at this point. Like, did she think that she was going to marry this dude? Yeah, I need y'all's ages. Because, like, if she's, like, 35 acting like this, I'll be, like, too old for that. If she's 22 acting like this, I'll be, like, she'll eventually get over it. Yeah. I think if you wanted to protect this relationship with her, you wouldn't be with him. And, like, I don't want to say that in a cunty way because, like, that's fine. Like, mm-hmm. you're allowed to think that, like, she has no right to be upset about this or, like, that it's, like, very trivial and silly and that, like, your relationship is much stronger and better with him. That's totally fine. But you can't have both. Like, right. you can't, you can't, and it might change later down the road, but... I think the best thing to do then is just to give space and just be like, hey, I know that you're really upset by this. And I obviously would love to like maintain a relationship with you. And my door's always open, but like I don't want to, you know, harass you and like, you know, keep coming after you for this when like you're clearly upset and you have every right to be upset. So like my door's open whenever, like if you would ever want to mend this. So. But yeah, there is something a little bit like, are you fucking kidding me? When like someone does something that's like they know will piss you off. They're like, how can I make it up to you? And I'm like, okay, but you knew I would not be cool with it. And then you did it. And then you're like, well, how can I fix it? And I'm like, but you didn't care. Like you didn't, you knew that this was going to be the result. So like, just stick with it. And that's okay. Like sometimes right. we do things that piss people off and we can be the wrong in, in doing that. Or we can be, you know, right in doing that. It's just, it right. happens. Because you're looking out for your happiness in your romantic relationship, but not your happiness in your familiar relationship. You got to choose one. What Mm -hmm. do you want more? You already made your choice. What do you want it more? Hope it's fun. I would love to know more details about the relationships, though, and the ages. Last one. Last one. Hi, Megan and Melissa. My ex-boyfriend, 26, they, them, and... I, 27, she, her, dated 2.5 years. An open relationship was something we spoke of sometime for the future because we both had inklings that we had a lot of self-discovery to do. We stayed in a committed monogamous relationship for almost two years, though, because we love each other more than anything and couldn't imagine losing each other. They were truly my best friend. We understood each other in a way that felt like they were seeing my soul and I was seeing theirs. At the beginning of the relationship, they identified as a heterosexual cisgender male. I identified as a bisexual, although I had only ever dated men. Two years into the relationship, they started crushing on someone who was more masculine presenting. That surprised them and we decided to open up the relationship so that they could explore, which was hard for me, but I didn't want to hold them back. They realized they are queer and non-binary and still attracted to women. I took a month break to focus on ourselves. We took a month break to focus on ourselves, thinking we could get back together. After the month, they said they didn't want to be with me anymore, and they were dating the new person. I am so unbelievably proud of them, but I feel broken inside and can't move on. 
Towards the end of the relationship, they pushed me away as they got to know this person, this new person, but still use me as their primary emotional support processing their new identity. Now they seem relieved cutting everything off and I'm questioning myself worth and if the indescribable bond we had was even real. I just want my best friend back. Do you have any advice for how to move on from this? Thank you. That's heartbreaking. Yeah. I'm mad at them for you. <laughs> I wish you were Me more too. mad at them. Yeah, I agree. I was in a relationship with a man. He was all he was gay and he wasn't out. And I came upon information that pointed me in the direction of him dating a man, being with a man. And I was like, whew. And I had that same feeling of being hurt, but also like wanting them to be in their truth. Mm-hmm. And so I I think the problem here was that they shouldn't have, it shouldn't have been an open relationship. It should have never been opened up because they wanted to be with this other person and didn't want to be with you. And they should have broken up with you instead of being open because they were kind of like, kind of just hedging to see if this other person would be interested instead of just being honest with what they were actually feeling. And that's the, the hurtful part. Because they were using you for emotional support. And I think it was real. I think it was very much real. Like it wasn't a, a completely honest realness to it. So now you're questioning why they were even with you to begin with. I'm sorry that you're going through this. And I know you want your best friend back. But a real friend wouldn't treat you like this. Like in a way where they just completely shut you out instead of being honest with who they are and what they meant to you and what you meant to them. So it hurts, but I I don't think there's any like getting them back because they don't want to be got back and like they aren't a prize to be won. I say take time to process this and and, like just think back on what the relationship was and think about the good times, but also realize that you, at the end of the day, you weren't going to be everything that they needed and that's not on you it's on them for not being honest with you yeah I agree with all of that I think like the wanting wanting your best friend back like if you can just like try and like fraction off your feelings into like dealing with them individually because like there are so many factors of this that like if you compile them all together that feels really overwhelming so losing a friend you've probably lost a friend before and so Treating that like when it is a relationship that like truly is a friendship, mourning that is not any different than mourning the friendship lost in a relationship. And so for that, it's like, okay, well, take away these other factors here that make you think that you need to be more sympathetic to this. Like you wouldn't be cool with a friend treating you like this. And you also wouldn't be cool with one of your friend's partners treating them like that. Like it's just something that, you know, there's a lapse of communication in the sense of like calling something like we're going to open it up. And then what it really was was kind of a a break in a trial run where you were pretty misled into what the expectations of it were because it it wasn't like, oh, hey, I want like mostly like I want a trial run of like this other person. And that's something that like, I don't think the person who you've said, like, you know, was your other half and like was your best friend, all that. I don't think that if they really are still that person, 
I don't think five years down the road, they're going to look back on that decision and be like, that was really kind of me. And I'm glad that I did it that way. So there's a lot of just like time and processing, like emotions just fuck up uh, our thought process. Like there's just, it just is like when we act on things that even if we, we think we're giving them a lot of thought, when they're driven by emotion, the thought is like, not the thought is in a caravan four cars behind like it's like you think it's there but there's it's being led with pure emotion there and so you can forget then that other people are going to have emotional responses to your emotional actions so I think like I don't think that you fucked up at all by wanting to give your partner like the you know space to figure their things out but I think that they took that in a very different way way and I I think that was like really just point blank shitty of them like I just think that's shitty and I think you can be upset at that that doesn't mean you're upset that they have discovered more about themselves or they're happy with where they're at like you can be upset at someone's actions and still care about them as a person and still want good things for them but like you know you can identify as a good person and like me myself like I've done shitty things that I'm not proud of and that's just something that I have to live with and hope that I do better again. And I hope I like continue to grow and progress in my life to the point where like I can, you know, be confident that I'm not going through <laughs> my day to day accidentally harming people because it's it's when you hurt someone accidentally and when you hurt someone on purpose, the result is the same. And so I think that like you a, a little bit are trying to you're trying to just like you're trying to talk down your emotions because you're looking at this big picture and this is someone you really care about and all of that. And like, we tend to take shit from people who we care about a lot more than people we don't. And so I think fractioning off those things and kind of like breaking it down piece by piece and processing it piece by piece will be a lot easier. And the part of like getting your best friend back, you had that, like the same way that like, you're not going to get fourth grade back. You're not going to get your middle school dance back you're not going to get prom back like those things happened and they shape you as a person and they are memories that you tell later on in life they're things you look back on fondly or not fondly but even the best things in life and relationships that are currently going on they're never going to be the same from the day they were before and that's a hard part of like I find growing up is like recognizing that those kinds of things change but the thing that's helped me is realizing that because they're not just because they're not like they are like they were before doesn't mean that they were never like that doesn't mean that there was no truth behind that in the moment because there are people who I'm no longer friends with or in relationships with and I can still look back and know that like how I felt for them I actually did feel for them like I really like you know really cared about people I dated or friendships like I used to really like love those people and I don't think like oh that was all an elaborate lie that I concocted in my head I don't think that but like I don't have those feelings for them now currently and I just think that to see someone else who's moved on really quickly from that that feels like oh they didn't have those feelings and a shitty fucking thing is a lot of people will mourn a breakup while they're still in a relationship mm -hmm. so I think you need to think of them as like farther ahead in this process than you so it's not a matter of it didn't mean the same thing to them as it did to you it's just that they've gone through those steps already. And I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's like, I don't think it's kind when people do that. Have I done it? Yes, lots of people have done it. 
but it, it sucks that the only real answer there is time and and space so like the advice like we give everyone with breakups is like mute them don't text them don't see what they're posting on socials like really take that space to like remove them from your life and then fill that gap in your life with other things because when you're with someone for a long time who is like your best friend your other half you I don't know if you text them about certain things or like you'd have these dinner plans all of those things like so you need to instead of just like sitting home on the couch doing nothing when the time could have spent being with them you need to do things that are fun and different like a new hobby or hanging out with a friend or making new friends or going to um, a show and it, it doesn't have to be social necessarily but I would say like get out of your routine and get out of the house and expand your like horizons of life because there's just so many people out there when we can kind of get out of that routine it doesn't feel like there's this like giant gaping hole in that routine because someone's removed from it yeah yeah well I'm really sorry this is really shitty and hard to deal with. I, yeah, I can't imagine the, like you said, the aspect of wanting to be happy for them and then living their truth. And then also like still honoring the fact that like you were hurt as a casualty of it. Yeah. But I will say that like with time, things get better and still somebody that is like my friend now and my shitty therapist that I've told y'all about before, yeah. but she asked me why I wasn't mad about it. Like, currently and i was like this happened so long ago i would be messed up if i was mad about it still now like that's i don't need that (laughs) like it's not like something i'm working on in therapy i'm over it now like with time things pass you've maintained a relationship and a lot of people i know who were figuring out their sexuality like they are friends with or friendly or have at least like reached out and been to the people who have kind of been casualties in that younger being like, I really went about that the wrong way. And whether you Mm -hmm. get like a a legitimate apology or the relationship and friendship continues and like you feel that and you both know that and it doesn't need to be said, but like it's not something that I know anyone who looks back on who is the perpetrator of that like years later and goes like, yeah, that was a, knowing I know now the comfortability I am now the life I have now I would have made that exact same choice with all the resources and tools I have like it's just Mm -hmm. it's just not it's just not a thing well that is it for our episode we hope you all enjoyed if you did and you would like to either give us an update if you're one of the people on this episode or one that we've already done previously you can send us an email or call us do all the same things that you do for being on the show the first time and we can either schedule a time to talk to you or you can just give us a written or verbal update for your life or more context. Um, but if you heard this advice and you were like, damn, I need some of this in my life. <laughs> well, good thing you found us. So send us a voicemail. Leave us a voice. Email us a voice memo. DM us. Email us. All of those things. We are so available. <laughs> just so available. Except unless you want to hang out in person. If you want to DM us, just remember you still have the same word count limit. Yes, yes, yes. And um, it is Monday. So if you are brand new here, I just say hit that subscribe little button wherever you are, however you're listening to this, because you want us in your feeds because we're not just here on Mondays. No, no, no. We are coming at you 
Left, right, and center. On Tuesdays. Horde. Thursdays and Fridays. Hell Horde. Get to know us. Get to know our intricacies. Get to know our humor, our stories, our life. And if you want to um, have even more of us, or you've just got incredibly deep pockets, um, join our Patreon. It does not cost a lot to join. Um, but if you would like to spend more money, you can add how many zeros on there that you want. Tomorrow can stop you. No one is. No one's going to stop you. Anything else? Nah, we're good. Fantastic. We will see you next time. Goodbye. Don't Blame Me is a production by me, Megan Rinks. And me, Melissa D. Montz, plus Diamond Imprint Productions. Post-production sound and editing by Coco Lorenz. Production assistance by Melanie D. Watson. And music by Giacomo Picasso and Ryan Hunter.